Today I've got with me Ashley Whiteman. He's a men's physique competitor, competed with PCA. He brought an incredible physique and an incredible transformation. And that's what inspired me because I was looking at his physique before he did it. And you, you wouldn't think that that guy was going to step on stage and it just looks so incredible. And that's what most people don't see. They don't see how people were before they started. They don't see how people were before they decided to just take that jump and, uh, and step on stage. And Ashley is also now a full-time coach. So he does that for a living. He lives and breathes, you know, this thing. He eats it for breakfast. And uh, I brought him here today with me to talk about the very first competition. That's the topic of the podcast, your first show. And we just want to dive into it and discuss about it, you know, and just tell us, like your experience, Ash, how was it for you um, when you decided to join your first competition? Or how did you even get into bodybuilding in the first place? That's awesome. Thanks for the introduction, mate. And uh, thanks for having me on for your first episode. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to more of them. So, yeah, um, you know, like you say, if you scroll back through my, my Instagram, you'll see that I didn't come from this um, from six, seven years ago. This is relatively new. Um, and you haven't got to scroll back too, too far back down to, to find my start point, um, which, like you say, is a big difference to where I was when I stepped on stage. So, Incredible. Um, Incredible. you know, I always lived the gym. I loved the gym for years, um, but I never had that as my sole focus point. Uh, you know, work, uni, all of that sort of got on top of me and I just didn't have any structure. You know, I'd be in a lecture and I'd, I'd go to the gym, but, the, you know, my friends would walk to McDonald's on the way back and, you know, yeah, you grab one of them because you just trained. You think, yeah, I'm going to have a McDonald's, why yeah. not? You know, that, that sort of regime. I didn't have any, I didn't have the understanding. So um, we were going on holiday uh, about 16, 17 months ago now to Thailand. And my old man used to train at LRF where Jace was, um, you know, our coach. So not just mine, yeah. he's with, uh, with um, Jace as well. So, um, and, and he, Jace was running a, a a world week cup one of his programs my old man entered me for it so you know um i didn't even know i was doing it old man signed me up i thought why not crazy. You, you didn't even think about competing yeah. first you started the transformation see how you look right yeah so you know we've done that and uh great results out of that as well and then then the hunger came you know i understood what this actually meant you know i was still training the same as what i used to train but all of a sudden i was getting results like, wow what, what's actually changed for me to be able to do this you know um, I'm still going to a gym and I'm still, you know, eating. So what are the actual differences? And that's where I wanted to learn, uh, not just be told, but also learn. So absolutely, you know, um, I've done a PT course of leading off the back of that while I was still at work. I thought, you know, I'm going to learn about this so I can understand myself. So, um, and from there, the hunger's just grown for this sport. You know, like I say, um, the first competition I entered for, which Jace put me in for, was in April last year, but got cancelled because of COVID. Um, and that's where the hunger sort of came from. Jace sort of said to me, would you like to do a show? I didn't even ask. And I was like, actually, yeah, this is this is something I'd like to do. Because I've done that transformation, I wanted to see how far I could take my body. Exactly, exactly. And that's, well done. And, that, and that's what this does to you, doesn't it? Because, like none of us really knows where it takes you or it's just kind of like a personal challenge. Let's see how far I can take myself and how good I can become. Exactly. Uh, it's not necessarily like, because we don't start it with the thought of like making a career out of it. Like very rarely does someone start, okay, I'm yeah. going to be a pro. Let's do this first show and get straight to the Olympia. No, you start just because you want to see, okay, 
I enjoy training. I like this. I like how it makes me feel like, okay, I think I'm actually quite good. I'm getting a nice physique look. Maybe I can do something better. Like what's the next step? And then obviously you step on stage and um, you see like, wow, I actually enjoy this, you know, like you get something out of you. And then the emotions as well, like what a lot of people don't realize, it's not just an aesthetic kind of thing. It's more of a mindset game here. Uh, that's what competing is because you're constantly like, you're doubting yourself, you're, but I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to lead into my next question actually, and let you do the talking for this. How did you, how was your journey towards the competition? Because obviously you decided, okay, yeah, I'm going to sign up for it. Let's do this. And then how was that? How was that journey? What are some of the challenges you went through? Was it all just a smooth, smooth ride? And then it's not, it's not a smooth ride at all. Everyone says perhaps a smooth ride. They need to teach each other all their lines. So, you know, I'll go with the latter. Um, it's definitely not smooth. So, you know, that 12-week transformation I've done where I didn't get stage lean. I just had a transformation. I lost body weight. I got a six-pack come through and I looked good. Not anywhere near stage lean, just looked good. It taught me a lot. You know, you do get hungry even doing that. When you're in a deficit for a long time, you get hungry. That's that's the nature of it. Um, so I, I learned a little bit of that about that and how to sort of structure my day try and push breakfast back a little bit later, you know, keep the meal times consistent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so at least from doing that, I had a little bit of a run for, for stage. Then when my show got canceled in April, that was another secret blessing because it gave me a pre-run. You know, I got to two, two, two weeks and a few days out. So, you know, we got pretty close. So we'd done the majority of that run through and it was like a trial run. It was, it was brilliant. You know, it was a secret blessing, as I say um for the next show because i learned so much from that prep um to take forward to the next one to learn so it's not a smooth ride now for me the biggest struggle i had was i've done a lot of traveling while i was on prep for work so you know not just like uk traveling we're like talking like european traveling for four or five days six days what, what did you probably, what did you do uh for work before uh so my previous job i worked for voxel uh, as a manufacturing engineer, so I used to um, design sort of and install parts of the factories for the production line. So we had used to have distributors in you know China and Italy, etc. So I used to have to go out there to sort of check the machinery before it was installed. So that you know it's, it's an interesting job, but like you say, the traveling part of not knowing what the hotel facilities had, whether there a supermarket was, etc. You know, it, it was quite tough. So I, you know, I used to end up taking my call box in my suitcase full of meals already. That's it. Sort of keep me going just in case I couldn't get to a supermarket and then pre and then cook again. Ready. So I'm, it, I'm super happy that you touched upon this and actually said and mentioned that you know you weren't a full time coach because some people will say yeah, but if he's working as a full time coach, I could do a competition as well. You know, in that position, I wouldn't have to. But you've done it when you were at work, just like everyone else. You know, you get there. If you don't prepare and if you don't plan in advance, like you already set yourself up for failure. And I guess that's the hardest part of it all, isn't it? Like it's just that preparation of you making sure that whatever situation you find yourself in, you're ready. You have a meal with you if you're hungry. You're not missing meals because it's a 24-7 sport. It's not just it's one hour in the gym. Say, and it's very easy to deviate if you're not prepared. You know, it would be very easy to go off plan if that meal wasn't there and I knew the supermarkets were shut and you still want some food it's very easy to deviate so you've got to be prepared but like you say you know that excuse of I haven't got enough time it might be true for some people you know like I say when I was used to be into the gym but I wasn't at the level I am now working 100 hour weeks yeah you don't have time for the gym but <laughs> if someone 
who gets up at nine o'clock in the morning or gets up at eight, does a nine to five, you've got time. You just have a priority. Before you do it after work. And I've got got a few clients that are working at that, but they're also doing night shift. I've got one guy who's working night shift, doing like six nights a week. The guy's there training and sometimes he's doing like straight after work. He comes, goes home at like 6 a.m., boom, straight into a workout, sends me pictures. I'm like, wow, holy shit. I barely wake up at that time and I'm thinking this guy has done just like a full shift of work and he's done a workout as well. I yeah, better yeah. get out of bed, you know, and he inspires me as well. I'm thinking, wow, but that's just someone who wants it. And that, that's what makes the difference uh, between like successful competitors and the ones who just kind of double. It's basically like, do you really want it? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm like, I'm, I got this question that I came up with and I wanted to talk about and kind of touch upon. What do you think in your opinion, and I'll turn mine afterwards, what do you think in your opinion is the number one mistake that most competitors make before no, they for a show? For a show? I think yeah. it's quite specific for me. And for me, it's posing. For a first-time competitor, is the posing. And like I go back to that, my first prep being cancelled yeah. as a blessing. You know, when I look back at my two weeks out check-ins and I look at the videos of the posing I, I said to Jace, I was like, wow, if I had stepped on stage two weeks later with that sort of posing, mm. I wouldn't have placed. No matter if I had the best physique on stage, I wouldn't have placed. And I think that's what, you know, speaking to Jace as well, that's what got me my place in that I did in my first show. It wasn't because I didn't, you know, I was one of the smallest on stage, as Jay says, but we came in conditioned and I nailed the posing. Um, and that's because I practiced when I was 20 weeks out, you know, because I learned from April and we had lockdown, I was practicing posing all the way through lockdown. Whereas, you know, if you, it's difficult when, you, when you're in the mirror and you're posing and you're not quite stage lean, you're not quite comfortable with it. It's difficult. And, and you know, I experienced that for my April prep. You know, I didn't want to start posing until six weeks out till I was comfortable and thought I looked good. But if you leave it till you feel you look good, you've left it way too late. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And it doesn't matter how good you look when you step on stage. If you don't nail that routine and <laughs> posing, it doesn't matter. Like you walk away without a place in. Absolutely. Even, like you say, the level of the posing from first time competitors is still really strong so you know it's not like oh, it's my first show no one will be good at posing there, there are a few are so some of them yeah they're incredible even i'm going i'm like wow this guy yeah. way better than me <laughs> yeah. so for no. me like you say that that's my number one mistake i think people can make for a first time show i know it's quite specific but it, for me i think it's good to get across that you need to know you're posing absolutely absolutely i mean i remember when i first had to learn how to pose so let me just get that cat out of the way. <laughs> Munching the microphone. <laughs> so um just gonna say I remember when I did my first show and I got to the same point. Okay, let's learn how to pose. And I was moving like a robot. It's like now looking at some of the videos there, I'm laughing. I'm laughing so bad because <laughs> I'm thinking, whoa, like look at how I was moving. Like there was nothing, no flow, no ease of movement. I was struggling so bad to hold any pose. And, you know, everyone starts somewhere. Everyone has to start somewhere. But the most important thing is to get started. And that's what you're saying with posing. It's way too many people leave it for the last. They focus on the physique. They focus on how they look. Yeah. And then when it comes to presenting it, oops, <laughs> actually don't know. And then again, like your first show, you're a bit nervous. You're a lot more nervous than you do in any other shows, yeah. you know. And um, the thing is, like, if you're also very nervous, like, you need to have practiced posing way early 
so that when you step on stage, it's almost like a second nature. Because I remember some of my first shows, my heart was like almost beating out of my chest yeah. just before, because I, I remember I was backstage and they said, uh, Men's Physique, you've got three minutes. And I remember, boom, boom, boom. My heart was in my neck. When they said that, my routine went out my head. I was like, <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh, like, I've done this for months. What is it? I'm like, oh, no. That's it. But, exactly. But just because you practice it so long, when you finally step on stage, you do it like instinctually almost. Yeah. It's like the body just does it. Because I was blinded by the lights. I still remember I stepped on stage, these bright lights on there. I was looking around for the guys, like for my missus and friends and see who came with me. You can't I see, him. see yeah. any of it. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I could see the judges looking at me. I'm like, shit, maybe I should look at them. <laughs> so I started looking at them. And for some reason, I just posed. I came up, I came off the stage. And the first thing I asked is like, have you got a video? see how I moved. So I have no idea what I did. <laughs> and they said, yeah, we've actually moved really good. But that's just because um, because of that practice, isn't it? Exactly. And like you say, even, you know, I used to go to pure gyms and stuff and spend 20 minutes posing after a session in the gym, like in the mirrors, because, you know, you need to get comfortable. You're going to be around people and showing, showcasing your physique. So be comfortable doing it then. And it will just make it easier when you step on stage. Absolutely. I mean, well, we're putting ourselves almost naked in front of hundreds of people, right? <laughs> For people to judge us. It's quite a crazy thing we do. So you better get comfortable with it because... That's it. The more comfortable you are, the better you're going to do it. It's like, yeah. really is as simple as that, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. What, I mean... What was your... Uh, what's your your opinion for the number one mistake, should we say? Well, I'd say before even the posing itself, it's just people not necessarily being ready for what they're embarking on because okay. obviously we all know the winners we all know that like the number one the champions the guys that you see them on instagram you see the top three yeah. but hundreds of guys compete every single year every single year there's hundreds of first-time competitors no one knows about them and they're there and you know there's like way way back on the top of the food chain and the thing is i've, I've had a few friends and i saw it um like done a show and they knew they weren't ready and knew they weren't ready and then after they did the show like i remember show day i'm not going to give names but again it was someone in my very close group of friends and then um show day they sent pictures and like uh-oh and they were, didn't like how they look they didn't like how they look and this was show day already like it's it's game time and they didn't like how they look they stepped on stage they didn't win and now they don't even want to talk about it anymore and then they're not they're not competing anymore. They've stopped doing it. And uh, overall, it was a bad experience. Now, obviously, for us, we, I think we did the right thing. One, one more thing as well is we both, we both got a coach, you know, to do it. We both, we didn't want to leave that to chance. It was like, okay, I'm going to go to someone who has done it before. But even without that, like, you then kind of have to know what you're getting yourself into and not have unrealistic expectations. Uh, then if you don't know, you're going to, if you could, like maybe not everyone is like like I am, for example, because I myself, if I go into a show, I'm curious how you are as well and what your mentality is. Um, but I'm thinking if I'm doing this, I'd better win. You know, like I have to be there in that top place. Uh, even if it's like not first place, obviously at least top three, know that I'm, in the, I'm at the top. And that's what I always strive for. But I knew someone else as well that like, it's just literally told me I'm literally doing it for experience. And that's okay, you know, if that's like not everyone has to go and win. Yeah. But I know there are a lot of people would want that. And then if it doesn't happen, you get very discouraged. And for a lot of people, 
the, the world competing experience becomes something that they're not really happy with, they're not really proud with. Like, yes, they do it, but it's like, what do you get out of it? And correct me if I'm wrong, of course. Um, but that, that's just obviously my opinion. I think the number one mistake is just people not being ready for it, um, not giving themselves enough time to, to just build the foundations before you do the show. And then again, maybe that's just me, as I said, with my mentality that if you do something, you better be good at it. Because some people, you know, it also might be easier to just break the ass, do a show, even if you don't win, you know what you're doing, you know what needs to be done next time and just kind of take it from there. I'm sure there's hundreds of competitors who do that as well and it works just fine, right? Exactly. But then uh, the same as you, I think, you know, I would always preach to my clients to do a trial run. After my experience that the April yeah. show being cancelled, I'm not saying do a complete full prep and then get nothing at the end of it, but I would do at least a solid six to eight week trial run, you know, no off plan meals complete stricter diet, up that cardio and, and live and breathe that experience. Because if you don't like it, then you're not going to like a competition prep. And at least you haven't then wasted a load of money. You know, competing is not cheap, you know, especially for females with the bikinis and everything like that. You know, makeup artists, it's, it's not cheap. So um, I would always preach to do a trial run. And the same as you, you know, yes, I've done it for the experience as well. It's a first time a show at the end of the day, you know, I haven't got a pro card at the end of the line, but I also, the whole way through my pet prep was saying to myself, I'm doing this to win. You know, I want to get on that stage and I want to win. Um, I didn't win and I was still very happy with my result, you know, coming off third. Why was I happy? Because I looked at the physique of the two people that beat me and they had a better physique, you know, Absolutely. and, yeah. and I could appreciate that. You know, they bought a better package to the stage. You, you know? look insane. Like you look absolutely insane. Yeah. Like I, like, Thank I, you. Posted, I posted that picture straight on and I'm going to post it as well and post this. Yeah. It's insane. Like that transformation. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, like, so I was so amazed at what I managed to do. So the that's, that's, put me in that. I was like, this looks insane. Like this is really, really cool. But like you say, the guys who beat me have been training a lot longer. You know, the first time a show doesn't mean it's the first time someone stepped in the gym. It means it's the first time someone stepped on stage. You know, they could have been training for 10 years, they could have been training for 15 years. You know, it's still a first time of show. So I was happy with walking away with third because I thought I loved my condition. I loved the look, but the two guys beat me. So I went with the mentality of winning and I, I wanted to win, but I still came away happy. And I've, it was such an amazing day. I cannot wait to get on stage again. I cannot wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and I think that's, uh, again, maybe it could have been misinterpreted uh, what I've just said before, because the main point is that what I'm saying you being ready is you being at your absolute best. Like you're literally knowing, like, is there anything more you could have done towards the show? No. If you think, well, I could have like dieted a bit more. I should have had a few more weeks. I could have been bigger. Yeah, I could yeah. have done that. And if you're disappointed with that before you even stepped on stage, then that's going to be a bad experience. But as you say as well, if you knew you're like, you like you look at yourself shorting, you think, holy shit, like that's the best I've ever looked. This is insane. Like you take pictures left and right. You can't stop them. It's an exciting, it's an exciting moment. It's, it's awesome, isn't it? Like, exactly, especially, yeah. especially the tanning. That's actually a, a part of a QOAs will go later on <laughs> from, uh, from what I posted uh, on the stories. Um, but we're going to dive into them uh, at, at the end, I think, yeah. if you're okay with that. Absolutely. Um, but let's go back to what you've said. And, and then again, maybe a lot of people don't know. Yes, we actually do have the same coach. Like both me and you um, are coached by the exact same person and both me and you are also online coaches. Yeah. So, for a lot of people, they, they 
they were saying, I heard this as well. Like, why do you need a coach if you're already a coach yourself? You surely know what to do. And I've had a friend who told me this, like, why do you need to pay someone? And I would say, for us, the benefits are like amazing, right? They're, but we know them and we know the value. So I'm going to ask you, why do you think that it's important for you to also have it, have a coach? Yeah, so for me, you know, it's the same as anyone coming to me. Well, like, why do you need a coach? Well, you need it for accountability. Um, and it takes the pressure off you, you know, how we are our own biggest critics, even like you say, running up to show the week out of show, you know, peak week for you. How many times did you look at yourself and think, Oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. But you don't, you just listen to the coach and you get it done. Now, if I didn't have a coach for that, you know, I probably would have been doing three hours cardio two days out thinking oh, I need to get a bit more conditions, you know, because you're your biggest self critic and you always want to do better. So it's just having someone to trust that process follow that process because they're looking from the outside they they pick up on things that you don't and um and again the accountability you know throughout the first lockdown jace was literally like a godsend for me you know um i kept accountable he i looked forward to each check-in because you know i stayed accountable that week you know first lockdown would have been very easy different different complete different way of life to snack here or there after a show being cancelled because of this lockdown, um, not knowing when the gyms are going to be open, everything, you know, and he kept me accountable. I'd check in each week and they'd go, right, change this, change that. And it was perfect. You know, it kept me pushing through that lockdown and I'm so grateful for it. And again, that's why I have a coach. Like you say, well, we've got the knowledge to do what we need to do. We could probably do it, but it, that's not what I want. I don't want to have to take the time working out what I need to do to myself to improve when I can... Have Jace. Can I be honest as well? Can I be honest as well from my perspective? And again, I'm not afraid to be very transparent with everything I do. I personally believe that it's much easier to tell other people to do something rather than you doing it yourself. So much easier. So much easier. Like I could say here and give you advice all day long to doing something, but it's a lot harder to get yourself to do. Maybe that exact same thing. I just, at least personally, I found it that way. That I need someone for that exact same reason. I need someone to literally whip my ass and be okay how did you do and also like the way the way we're working like it's literally two you you verify two times a week yeah. and it's just knowing that in three days of time you're gonna have to like present your work for the past three days to that person yeah, yeah. you don't want to embarrass yourself like you want to know that you performed you want to know that you're constantly at the top top of your game and if you're not you're gonna be told that <laughs> we both know that you're gonna you're going to be told okay what's going on like, At the end of the day, like, we're, we're, we're human, aren't we? We're the same as everyone else. Like you say, you get food cravings or you think I'm going to do that, but then you get two days out from checking. You're like, oh, I've got checking in two days. I'm not eating that. Or, yeah. It's, it's things like that. It's, and it's a lot harder to also see yourself in the same way as someone else sees you because you constantly see yourself in the mirror every single day. Exactly. Well, at least I know I'm, I'm like <laughs> quite a bit of an eye constantly like, okay, let's see. <laughs> every single morning, like, but that's, that, that's just me. But then again, you kind of have to look at yourself and analyze your physique constantly and kind of see what you're going with if you're like aiming to be at a top level institution. You have to yeah, kind of be know, very pretty, critical with yourself, right? Yeah, you've become an online coach and you've probably got the same mentality as me. You know, you check yourself out and see these changes and like to understand them to help your clients as well. It's a learning process at the end of the day and you can help your, you can learn from yourself as well. So, you know, it's when you see yourself change from the morning to the evening, it's not just looking at that change and shrugging it off. You like to understand why. What have you done during that day to create that change, etc.? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, sometimes that perspective can also be blurred. Like I remember I had a, I had a client who like couldn't see himself. I would argue with him during his prep because he couldn't see what I could see. I was yeah. telling him like, oh, you're getting leaner. I'm like, no. Like, well, he would argue and be like, no, look at this. I'm like, don't, like, don't try to tell me. It's like, yes. like you get, you see yourself so much that sometimes you can't even analyze correctly what's happening. But yeah. someone else who's like not seeing you every day, is only seeing you twice a week. Boom, immediately when he sees that picture, you're like, wow, this is what's happening. Yeah. Boom, this is what's happening. You know, so you get to see the changes a lot easier. Exactly. But the benefits are endless, isn't it? The benefits are endless. You feel like you've got someone in your corner, and especially now as well. Um, like, I don't necessarily, like, I know with Jace, for example, I sometimes send him just random pictures when I feel good, like just a good pump in the gym. <laughs> I just share it with him, like, wow, look at this, it's amazing. And I just like having that person to do that, you know, to send it. And then he'll look at it and be like, wow, okay, you know, and, and you'll give something a feedback. And it's just nice to have someone in your corner, you know, to do. Like you say, it brings, it brings endless benefits. Like you say, we, we've connected basically through Jace as well, you know, it's a community. As yeah. well, an online coaches community, you learn from like-minded people, you connect with like-minded people, like you say, we've got the same coach and that's how we've almost sort of connected. Um, because I look at your physique and think, wow, so you check it out. And like you say, it's, and it brings us together, we learn things and it's, it brings endless, endless. And then at the end of the day, we would be a bit hypocritical to promote the idea of coaching someone else if we don't believe in it ourselves. Exactly that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but since we're on this topic as well, like, Let's go back to obviously you being a full-time employee and now being a full-time coach. How was that transition, man? Like, fuck, congratulations. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So very, very soon. Um, last last sort of July was the decision. Um, so I signed up with Rob and Jace for a mentoring course uh, for six months to become a, to learn learn online coaching. I was already doing it for free for some people and and you know, trying to build up portfolio results. Uh, and enjoyed the process, you know, seeing people change and then, you know, the rewards you get back from someone being more positive about life, which is what it's about. You know, I'm not just jumping on, making people feel depressed by putting them on a diet and, and then they get a result and then I go, see you later, right, I've got my result now. It's about that mentality and creating a better physique and a better mindset about everything. And that's what I think online coaching does as well. You know, it's not just about getting a stage physique. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I fell in love with that process, jumped on the online mentoring course because rather than learn all the mistakes for two or three years myself, why not invest and learn from the best and ask the questions that I've got to them to get the you know results from, from knowledgeable people. So I've done that. We set some goals, we set some targets. I was like, right, end of 12 months, I want to be a full-time online coach. So let's push it. Let's try and do that. A few more clients came in, bam, three months later, I was like, this is it, I'm done. This is this is my job. So yeah, I had a notice in at work. Um, you know, I had a very good job with what I was doing. Um, so it was a big risk, but it was a risk I was willing to take. And I was like, I want to, I don't want people to think I'm doing this just to take money out of someone's pocket because I've I've done a show now. Absolutely. It was it was like I'm doing this because I truly believe in this, like, and the satisfaction I get from helping people. Uh, and what Jay's basically done for me is what I now want to replicate for other people. He's literally transformed okay. my life uh, without being exaggerating. And I want to do that for other people as well. So I was like, you know, I want to show I'm serious about this and I'm going to invest all my time to gain as much knowledge. And as well, it's, it's supported me, you know, with my goals of my physique, 
you know, my life is now about the gym or the home gym at the minute. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it enables me to spend more time in the gym, you know, perfecting my physique, but also the more time I spend in the gym, I learn more to give to my clients as well. So, you know, it was just, it's, a it's an it's yeah, it really is. Like, like, it literally goes back to what I've told you as well. Like, for example, that client is like doing the night shift, coming home, doing the session, I'm looking at that. How could you even afford slacking yourself, right? When you're the guy is like, wow. And obviously that just pushes you that extra notch for you to be even more on top of the game, for yeah. you to be able to drive and lead everyone. You have to lead by example at the end of the day, right? Not just by what you do. I want to practice what I preach. You know, I want to bring exactly. the I can, not to showcase myself, but, you know, to also so, to give maybe a little bit of inspiration to clients if it does, you know. I, I want to do want to be the best I can be to, for them to be the best they can be. Absolutely, absolutely. And then again, it's like what a lot of people don't realize it's how much it impacts your life. I just, a lot of people think about it superficially, like I like to look like that or look at that guy or physique or whatever, but you don't realize like what the benefit is uh, and how much the way you look impacts how your life is. Yeah. Um, then again, I've, I've had lows and I've had ups and I've had periods where I looked at myself and I thought like, wow, like what's going on? Like, I hate how I look. Like, I don't, like I wasn't comfortable at all with what was going on. And then the way I approached every single area in my life at that point where I was at that low with my physique, it felt like that, that huge gap started eating other places as well. I wasn't happy. And when you're not happy, it's just everything else can sense that. All other areas were also decreasing. But as soon as like I'm happy with myself, that staple habit, which all other habits like spin around, right? That's where it is. I'm training, I'm I consistent, that, I'm disciplined. Yeah. And then everything else is kind of like, well, if I'm doing this at a max, makes you feel good about yourself. I've hit all my targets. Because again, we're making achievements every day, right? You're yeah. literally having six challenges, right? Six meals, let's get them done. You're having a workout, let's get this done. It's seven tasks that you achieve every single day without failure. And then you've got an extra one, task number eight, well, I need to do this. That'll be easy. You're already doing everything else, right? But at least that's, that's just coming from from my perspective and i think it makes a huge difference not just in the way you look and in the way as i said in, as you said in the way people are and their mindset and if we can make this difference no then why not but i respect you so much for having the courage to just jump on and you know proving to everyone else all of your clients look i'm serious about this as yeah. you said i'm not just the guy who did a show and here i am online coach because the amount of times we see it right both me and you have seen this, like guys do a show and, you know, they look good, but it's mainly because they hired someone else uh, to, yeah, to help exactly. them. They don't necessarily understand the principles yeah. behind it. And there you go. They're all like coaches right now. Um, and it's, as I said, what you do goes way beyond that right now. And I'm seeing you growing. It's like, it's incredible. You know, that's why I was, I was eager to get you talk about this because it's like, wow, you progressed so much in the space of just a few months and I've watched you. Like do all of this, and I'm like, wow! Like this guy is amazing. I'm not, I'm not, do, I'm not having the capabilities to do coaching full time right now. I'm still employed in my job, so I'm like, this guy has just been flying around me. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, man. Honestly, I'm super, super proud of you. Super impressed. That and, is, know, that, that is your journey at the minute. In your mind, is full time. Absolutely, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the next step, and it's gonna happen by summer as well. Awesome. Uh, it definitely will. But um, at the moment, with a tough situation. I mean, in our in our household, um, I was the only one uh, with a job for the past few months. Uh, Mrs. has just got a job now, and 
it, although like it was we weren't doing bad financially, I couldn't afford to give up the job as well. So it is a hassle at the moment. It's very hard managing around 20 clients with full-time job. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but then again, just just keeping that on point, just knowing that it is okay. It's only temporary. And as soon as you get to, to just get involved, 100%, give your undenied attention, everything's just going to progress and grow even more, isn't it? It's like you say, it's a spiral, wasn't it? You say, you, they, 100%. But it's, 100%. So what's next for you? What's like, what, what should we expect from you? What's next? What's yeah, what's so, yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of th- lot of thinking, uh, a lot of planning over the last couple of months, and I've got something uh, really exciting in the pipeline uh, to do with Yester Fitness um, that I'm not going to share just yet, but <laughs> you know, it's gonna it's gonna evolve. Um, sure. I'm looking forward to getting that out for everyone. Um, but what's going to happen next? You know, I'm continuing to learn, continuing to educate. Um, so, still more coaching, more on more mo- mentoring for me to become a better online coach, not because I don't feel I have the knowledge, but because I want to grow even more, you know, it's like you said, you never, you never stop learning. Um, and the, yeah, the two goals I've got grow my online coaching business, help as many people out as I can. Um, and then for my physique as well. So, you know, like I say, first time I showed was done, got a place in, got a ticket to the British, which is the end of this year. Uh, it's exciting. I've got to bring the best package yeah. I can to that. So uh, it's it's heavy off season at the minute, you know. We get a bit more trouble around here, um, yeah. but it's all part of the process. And I'm like, I'm enjoying documenting that part of the process as well, you know, and educating people on. It's not just about that transformation, looking super lean on that day. It's the whole process, you know. I'm enjoying what I do at the minute, eating more, food, seeing myself grow. Um, I've got a lot, lot more to do, but it's just ticking off every day. Um, for the best me and then for the best for my clients as well you know it's still get, keeping in that routine even through lockdown you know up early in the morning podcast educational podcast you know and just and just growing so um no no sort of real changes just just growth and that's 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 what's in the pipeline for me yeah man exciting exciting so i'm looking forward to see uh see the show i'm definitely gonna be there wicked and if you haven't uh, checked out, you are what twenty four weeks out still. Yeah, I'm, I'm twenty four weeks from a uh, from a uh, well supposed to two bro show. We'll see how things go this year with uh, what's being scheduled and whatnot. Um, but even so, my mentality is even if the shows are cancelled, you'll be ready because when they reschedule, you want to be ready. <laughs> you look ready twenty three weeks out, which was what I was going to say, Juliana. If you haven't checked him out. Check out his photos already. He puts a story up, and I'm like, "What is this guy competing next week?" Or like, look at insane. <laughs> so that's that's a like I can't really take credit and say like how oh, how hard I'm working for this conditioning. Like a lot of it is genetics. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, uh, it's literally I blame my dad for it. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like me, very veiny and shredded in his forties. <laughs> And uh, that's so I got like the amount of food I have to eat. I think right now uh, Jace has me somewhere around just under five thousand calories. Wow! And uh, and that's quite a lot. And we're we're making like very small nudges in weight going up, but we're still maintaining leanness, and which is crazy because I've gone up since I started working with him. I've gone up like five kilos, and nothing in body fat. Literally yeah. still the same. It's crazy. So it's just like it's that's, that's just a uh, how the how the physics works, but uh, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited because 
yeah, this year obviously is the pro card hunt for me. Yeah. Uh, so I I know that I need to improve so much more, so much more because these guys are not just gonna judge you on how you look on the day, but they also judge you on what your potential would be in the pro league. Like, because yeah. for example, as soon as you're, as soon as you have that to your name, as soon as they're like I'm really pro, then immediately you're going against who knows, maybe someone who is top five at the Olympia and they want to requalify for next year. Yeah. And you have high chances um, of meeting someone, you know, who's just like who already was at the Olympia, and then you're going against them. It's, it's a different, different ball game, yeah. It's a different ball game, but game. it's just the process itself, you know. We take it one day at a time because that's that's was one of my issues before, is to don't focus on the end goal, don't focus on the medal, don't focus on the trophy. Just focus on today and what you have to do today. Focus on the meal you're getting next. Exactly. Focus on the workout, and then. If the work will, will just do itself, you know, it will compound something. Yeah, that is a point I wanted to touch on is, you know, when you say what's the one thing you'd put across to, to a first timer or something as well, it would be enjoy the process. Don't just, don't enter a show and then look forward to show day. Look forward to prep, you know, look forward to it. Enjoy it. Don't, don't, the day, you know, prep starts, don't think, oh, prep starts, right, change my mind mentality. Just take each day as it is. Win each day, you know. Get your meals in, get your cardio done, get your training done, and enjoy that day. And then tick it off. Right, successful day. And do that up until you step on stage and you'll nail it. Absolutely. And also be proud with it, right? Be proud with it as well. Because I, I remember um, this was 2019 before I did the PCA. And I, I say this story to a lot of people because it's like it really shows uh, what my mentality was during prep against like everyone else is like, the population who doesn't understand the sport, they don't know what we're going through. And it, it, I was having an office job at that point, and it was someone's birthday, and they brought uh, Krispy Kremes. <laughs> and who doesn't love them? I mean, they're right. <laughs> and they brought Krispy Kremes, and everyone was having them, and they were like, "Wow, oh, it's so good!" And obviously, I was just looking, and I'm like, "It's okay, I don't need one." And someone told me, "Like, well, what a sad life." I said, "Sad life? Are you really serious? Like, sad life? Why do you think it's sad? Like?" What would you what would you rather have me do? I said that like you're eating this right now and you're having that pleasure for maybe five minutes at the most, and then it goes to your stomach, it's done. Maybe you're even feeling a bit lethargic afterwards because you've had probably a bit too much. But if I could do that competition and I finish what I started and what I had in my mind and I succeed in that, but that's gonna last forever, right? It's gonna last a lifetime, that pleasure. So it's just like you be proud with what you do because not everyone else is going to do that. Not everyone else will have the courage and, you know, the ambition to step on stage. And it's, it's hard. It, it, we, we know it's hard. It's not easy, but you should be proud with it. Like, yes, obviously you will feel like sometimes you're restricting yourself out of some things because yeah, we are, but um, I think definitely think it's something that we should be proud with. We should be happy as you say, enjoy the process, you know, just feel privileged to be able to do it in the first place. Exactly. And it's not like you say, sad life, you know, I was quite lucky. I was eating Krispy Kremes up until five weeks out. Not every yeah. day. You know, you stick it to my plan and then I'll get an off-plan meal, you know. And, I'd, I'd, you know, I wouldn't exactly be a Krispy Kreme, you know, but, you know, I had an off-plan meal up until sort of five weeks out. So I had five weeks in my life where I was restricted on my diet. It's not a lot, you know. Mm, absolutely. You're not changing. Like, it's, it doesn't revolve around the food. And like you say, if I can create the physique that I did, I, was, I still eat pizzas and and 
Indians and whatever, you know, all year round. It's just restricted, isn't it? It's just less of. And I'll probably enjoy them more now than what I used to having them every night, you know. I mean, almost every single check-in, Jason's probably giving me a cheat meal. Like, okay, cheat meal time. And I already know it because it's like, well, well, we're so far out. And as you say, it's only those last few weeks of prep uh, that you're like really, really crunching in time. But even then, depends on how you go, you still have enough plan meal once a week. And they're, they're also done with a purpose. They're done to kind of give you a nice refeed, you know, keep the metabolism up. And by, and by that time, your physique's at a stage where that's all you're yeah. focused on. You cannot wait to get that show day physique. Like you're so close that... Food isn't on your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, yesterday I posted on my story um, for people to give a few questions uh, for, for us to talk about. And I've had uh, not a lot, but just three questions, which I think they're amazing. Cool. Um, so the first one is, uh, like, what about the fear? Like the fear of stage? How do you deal with it? I think, you know, if you've got the confidence to go for a prep and create that sort of physique you know fear doesn't really come into it i think you know you're, you're more excited than fear yeah fear does creep in like you say you, you stood backstage you said three minutes to go you forgot your routine i did exactly the same mate i was still on the stairs seeing the the the, the sh um show before last before on stage and I, I was right i'm gonna go through my routine and then i went i'm gonna go through it and i forgot how to even start it you know <laughs> fear but as soon as you walk out you see the lights you see the judges you see like you say people in the audience like just a buzz mate you know that the fear has gone it's, That's it. not, That's it's, it. not fear. it's the word isn't fear for me so like i say i don't think there's um you know if you've got fear going into it there's such a community out there of like you say there's hundreds of people that step on stage each year mm. there's enough people to talk to to understand what the process is what they've been through and there's so many people that probably have that exact same fear as you so you're not in it alone and don't think you are so reach out you know if, you, if you've got a question on your mind about a show, it's probably been asked before, like guaranteed. Absolutely, so, absolutely. No, yeah. no doubt about it, right? No doubt about it. And I, I think the same as well. Like, um, although you're scared, like it's more before. It's literally like you've really nailed it right there. It's before you step on stage, you're scared. Once you're on stage, so many emotions crumble in. You don't even know what it is anymore. Right. It's like, there's no emotion there you're just like doing it you're excited you're looking around you're looking at the judges and then the more you you spend time there on stage you get to know it because like i've done six shows until now and okay. literally it's every single show you're doing is still the same with backstage you're still creeping out you're like <laughs> backstage you're still what <laughs> that's a uh, that's my cat right there she, she messed it up what are you doing Toshi? There we go. Sorry about that. Um, can you hear me properly? Yeah, yeah, I've got you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, literally all it is, you still feel the fear every single time before you're about to step on stage. But the more you do it, when you're on stage, it's like, okay, this feels familiar. I've been here before. Yeah. You tend to be a little bit more centered in your mind and understand what you're doing. You're like, okay, I should pose like this. I should stay like this. There's this guy next to me. I should be like that. I should, okay, now it's my time to do this. This is the time to do that. Let's look at this judge. Let's not forget the smile. Let's hold the abs in. The more you do it, the more like in your mind you can become and understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, yeah, the kind of the fear never goes away. You just learn how to deal with it, right? You learn, you learn a little bit more. And like you say, I think, yeah, each time. I think that, that's what it is. Uh, next question. What's the deal with tanning? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. 
Do you know what? I almost forgot about it. What was I, what was I doing? Uh, I was speaking to someone the other day. Um, I can't remember who now, but we were talking about tanning. And my, obviously my first show was in October. Um, and I, I was talking about how much I loved the show day process, like absolutely everything about it. And then I remembered about the tan and I'm thinking, I remember in a nice baggy t-shirt, freezing my tits off outside, waiting to get my tan done. And then you go in the room and there's everyone with their physiques and it's the first time you sort of see your competitors in it. You know, they sort of try and break it down into groups, but then yeah. you look in and you're like, oh my God, is that guy in the same um, same uh, class as me? Because, and he's not, he's a classic bodybuilder, you know, he's absolutely huge. Anything, thank God for that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the process, mate. Like, uh, you know, I love it. I, I like being tanned anyway. I, I'm, I'm hate not being tanned at the minute with sunbed shut and everything like that but you know it's all part of the process and it just changes the way you look like it's it's awesome you know it's it's just part of the experience for me it's a it's like a transformation i think for me it's like you that's when you know it's game time i think like that's when you know it's game time as soon as you like go in and it's a bit weird that you said at the beginning because like you see all these big guys there and some of them like just wear a sock right to cover your genital yeah. <laughs> everyone's naked around there and you're looking like hey, shit i need to get naked as well and a lot of the times they're uh, what's going on things having this it's the cat that i, sh I should have let her <laughs> <laughs> i should have let her out um anyways like you see everyone naked around there and most of the times there's women who tan you as well and then yeah you kind of, like you say there's only women tanning yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so you have to kind of get undressed get there get ready but then it's cold as hell as well like when they spray i was like it hit me freezing your ass i'm like jesus and if you do it in the winter as well if you have a show which is like november's time because i had one holy shit. <laughs> i remember getting back to the hotel room and i was like i'm freezing get the hair dryer out trying to warm yourself up like i'm just yeah. so cold i couldn't get warm and then obviously you're at some hotel later on and you need to have bed sheets with you, uh, <laughs> trying not to get everything like, well, just painted with tan, uh, trying not to sweat as well, because if you sweat, then obviously it gets patchy and it looks weird. And like you see, even you see some guys on stage just flexing so hard that they start sweating. And the tan yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool. Like, I like it. For me, that's one of the best, well, it's one of the best things about the whole thing itself like as soon as you because you've done the physique you've, you've got it it's there it's ready and then you just paint it it's like war paint okay this is it now this yeah. is what we're displaying it's the final product that's when you know that's the final product as soon as you've got the tan on so and like you say even like with the coach you know you messaged jace the, the night before before i went for tan he was like can i have some photos you send them photos he's like you wait till we get that tan on and it excites you. You're like, what do you mean? You wait to get that tan on. Then you get the tan on and you realize what you say. And you send some more photos and you're like, wow. Just bang it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's all fun. It's all fun. Like, if you wouldn't do anything that doesn't make you happy at the end of the day, like, why do we do everything we do in life? Why do we wake up in the day? Why do we go to work? Exactly. Because we want to be happy. We want to have things. We want to achieve things. You know, for some people, they just want to have just enough to go through the day and that's feed right. their families. And, that's okay. That makes them happy. And the same for us. We do this because it makes you happy at the end of the day. You know, you want to progress at a certain stage in your life. And then there are also periods, which then again, this leads transitions into the last question that I have. There are periods when you have very high expectations of yourself and they're not really met. And then yeah, yeah. he said, the question was, how do you deal with losing or finding motivation again after 
like a bad period of bad times. And then again, it's hard, right? Because during this period right now, it feels like everyone kind of feels like they're losing. Everyone feels like they're losing progress. Everyone feels like yeah. it's not what they expected. Everyone feels like they can't keep up. What's your best kind of take on dealing with this? You know, how, how do you deal with losing motivation? And like you say, like just for anyone that's possibly listening to this further down the line, you know, we're having this conversation in the third lockdown. You know, yeah. we've been in this situation for 11 months now. And it's tough, you know, speaking to positive people on Instagram and, you know, are in the industry and, you know, it's just taking its toll on everyone at the minute. You know, we just, you know, it's taken our jobs away, for, you know, from us, you know, like you say, you know, we live and breathe the gym and we haven't got that. So it's tough to, it's tough to keep pushing through, but, you know, I've got limited gym equipment outside, but we're making do. Um, so, you know, it's, it's probably one of the toughest situations, like you say now. I've gone into my first sort of real bulk season to get big for the end of the year. And then I've got limited equipment. you like, you feel everything you're doing and you see that body weight going up. You're like, well, it's not muscle because I'm not moving enough weight. It must just be body fat. But you can't think of that. You know, you've got to still trust the process. And I think it goes back to like we said about the, even the prep thing. Take each day as a win. You know, I've still got to train at the minute. Still got to get my six meals in. Um, still got 15 minutes cardio a day. I get them ticked off and I've won the day, you know, and then I got my check-ins. I were doing group calls with the clients. I'm doing stretching classes. You know, I've set myself a lockdown challenge. So when motivation gets low, you can either do one or two things. You can dwell on it and probably get worse, or you can overcome it, take your mind off of what's pulling you down and, and, and push on, you know, and I think it's a time where we have to, we have to reach out to people, you know, like you say, when, when you self doubt, there's no point in keeping it to yourself because that self-doubt is going to get worse. You can reach out to other people, you know. Absolutely. And that's where a coach, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm an online coach about trying to get someone's physique. But, you know, if I can help someone else win personally outside of the fitness world, then I will. You know, if they want to come to me with a problem for, for work or whatever it is or motivation or routine, then, you know, we talk about that as well because ultimately it's going to get them a better physique. If they're not in a good place and they're on a program with me, then they're not going to get the best results. So if you can help them outside of that, it's going to drive their results as well. So, you know, Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Like you say, when, when expectations aren't met, like I say with the show, you know, I went with an expectation of winning and I didn't, but understand that, you know, think why. And if, and it gave me, it gave me even more drive, you know, I'm going back to the, to the British now. I'm not in a first time show this year. I'm in a British championship, you know, I need to bring the best result I can. So I'm pushing every day from when I stepped off a stage in October till the next time I step on stage to bring the best physique I can. It's motivation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think, like, as, as you said, um, it's literally learning from each experience as it is and learning to deal with it on the moment, take the best out of every single situation and think, okay, Let's, yes, you don't win every show because I, I didn't win every single show and it just does, it just happens. But then you kind of have to look and know how to be able to take that as advice rather than as negative as feedback. Negative, yeah. Yeah. yeah, take that as advice and think, okay, but me not winning is a symptom of what caused. What this cause is that I didn't have that or I didn't, I wasn't conditioned enough or I wasn't that or this or that. And then you kind of just, take that and know how to run with that towards your next show. Cause it's never like the journey is never final, right? You, you're just like so long, it's so long. And then you look at all these guys and the pros and if they start dwelling on every single show, they don't, they don't win. <laughs> like, like 
You can't. That's a really interesting point. You know, I've listened to a couple of podcasts recently, uh, some, some of these big guys and the big names. And, um, and when you listen to their earlier stories, then it helps to relate. You know, when they talk about their earlier stories, oh, yeah, I've done my first show. I stepped on stage and I didn't even place. And you're like, what? Say, say that again. Like, you didn't place in your first show. And now look at you winning Olympia. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it's not it's not the end of the game if you don't win your first show or if you don't win your first three shows, you know. If you've got that drive, keep pushing through. It does happen. It does happen. And I know I think some some people know who's gonna be listening to this, uh, from, from people that are following me, some don't. But in 2018, after I did the PCA, um, I had an incredible run. I did have an incredible run. The year before 2018, did the Arnold Classic and I placed third. Then I did the UK BFF British Championships place first there then we switched to seniors because i was competing in juniors category and we did a pca men's physique won that and i was like wow let's the world is mine i thought like wow who am i and it was quite a bad thing because my my ego got a bit in front of me and it was a bit too big and i thought i'm a lot more than what i am and i thought okay let's do the two bros pro uh, amateur olympia and let's get the pro card and i was so focused 2019 on getting that pro card i didn't even place top 10 <laughs> and then it was such a wake-up call for me, thinking, holy shit, like, wow. Like, that's just wow. I'm like, but I was so depressed and demotivated. And it took me a little while, but then I redressed myself and I thought, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. why are you like this? Like, chill out, relax. I was literally 23 years old, basically still a junior, and yeah. I tried my shot at the Corka. Like, who am I kidding? Like, some of those guys were in their 35s, even later on in life, you know, like, why the rush to get everything to have everything now and the same thing like even having a chat with uh, elliot who's my business mentor at the moment yeah he said the same thing like everyone wants results right now exactly everyone wants it today like i want it now i want it like let's go you know and a lot of times that's a wrong wrong mindset or wrong attitude it will not really take you take you very far in life and that and that means you know as well for me you you know you're in the wrong game as well if you do that because you just want instant gratification whereas if you enjoy the process you know I'm doing this because I enjoy what I do so I'm 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 enjoying every day whether it's you know I'm not where I'm at where I want to be but I don't want to go there now straight away because I've got this whole process to go through which I'm going to enjoy so exactly it's good exactly no, man. it's exciting and uh, again thank you thank you very much for being part of this and for joining me today. <laughs> Uh, it's meant a lot and guys i hope that you know you've heard something today that will just give you that extra nugget of confidence you know it doesn't have to change your life it doesn't have to change your world but a little nugget that you know maybe you can take home and think about something to ponder and you know just say like wow that guy that he brought that ashley guy yeah he, he did say something right <laughs> and if you take that and you know you keep that with you in your mind and that helps you just take that extra step forward man we're winning you know, we've done this with a successful podcast. And then thank you very much for tuning in, listening. And I'll 